What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Fan Junkies Radio invites you to sit back, relax, turn the TV volume down, and turn your computer volume up for another edition of Frat House Saturday. Now, here's Frat House Mike himself, Mike McShane. Yes, indeedy, it is another Frat House Saturday here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. And let me just start it off right away by throwing a thank you and a big shout out to my buddy uh, Jim Williams over at CLW83.com for putting that uh, new intro together for us here. I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you very, very, very much. That makes it a little more exciting now, coming in on a Frat House Saturday. All righty. I want to get the number out there uh, right away uh, real early. I want to hear from everybody that's listening in today, 347-237-5373, with anything on your mind with regard to sports. Anything at all. And the reason I need your help with that uh, today, uh, well, is because I just don't know how long my voice is going to hold out. Um, allergy season, folks, and it seems as I'm getting, uh, every year that I get another year older, my allergies in the springtime just seem to get worse and worse. And this year they have certainly wrecked havoc on uh, my uh, my voice for some reason this year. Not so much uh, the regular kind of uh, allergy symptoms, but for some reason or another it's really... So my voice could go out at any given moment, uh, and that's why I need your help to call in and take a little bit of the load off me, 347-237-5373. Also, I want to send a big thank you out to uh, my daughter, Jen, who uh, sat in for me last week here on Frat House Saturday on Fan Junkies Radio Network, sat in for me, did a wonderful job, and uh, while Sidekick and I took a trip up to uh, City Field. Uh, up in New York to uh, for our first visit to City Field to, to uh, take in a uh, Phils and Mets game. And so uh, I appreciate her doing that for me. And it's good to know that uh, I've got somebody like that that I can count on in the future because I'm sure that there will be a couple other times where perhaps maybe I might not be able to be here with you. But make no mistake, we will always have somebody right here from the frat house for you. Let's go take a look at uh, our interesting little tidbit from uh, today in sports history, and uh, I'm going to take you back to a game between the Phils and the St. Louis Cardinals in 1954, uh, and if my uh, co-host and buddy John, Jonathan, is listening in, no, Jonathan, I'm going to tell you right from the start, I was not at this game, okay? I uh, No, I did not make this one, uh, <laughs> but in 1954, the Phils and the uh, Cardinals set a National League record when they used... 42 players in one game. Wow. 42 players. The Phils went on to win that game 14-10. to 10. Ah, I wonder if any of those players are still available for the Phils right about now. We could use them. Let's run around and take a look at what's happening in uh, the world of live action sports. Huh? Uh, we do have a couple of 1 o'clock games in Major League Baseball. Uh, the Twins and the Indians. The Twins are actually visiting the Indians 
this afternoon. That is a 1 o'clock game. Another 1 o'clock game, you got the uh, Oakland A's in New York to play the Yankees. You got the Cincinnati Reds going to the uh, going to Wrigley Field to play the Chicago Cubs. That's a one o'clock game. Uh, another one o'clock game uh, here. The Seattle Mariners are up in Toronto playing the Blue Jays. That's a one o'clock game as well. And then, of course, we've got a whole load of other games at four o'clock and uh, uh, as we go on through the evening. Over in the NHL, we have the playoffs going on uh, at this point right now. And uh, there is a game that's uh, currently ongoing, and that's the Rangers and the Capitals are playing right now. That game is in the first period. There's about eight minutes remaining in the first period, and that right now is scoreless. That's a 0-0 game right now. Later on this evening at 7 o'clock, you'll have the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins. 7.30, you'll have the Anaheim Ducks and the Detroit Red Wings. And then the 10 o'clock game this evening out on the West Coast, you will have the St. Louis Blues playing the uh, L.A. Kings. Blues up in that series right now, two to nothing. Um, and the Rangers and Capitals game right now, the Capitals. A um, little bit surprised by that, have a one nothing lead on that series. The NBA uh, finished up a bunch of, of their first-round series last evening. Um, and so... These series now are all complete and finals. Uh, the Knicks finished off the Boston Celtics last night, 88-80. to And the Knicks advanced into the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, they won that series four games to two. Same with the Indiana Pacers, who uh, took care of the Atlanta Hawks last night, 81-73. to I was very, very surprised at this one. I was surprised at the outcome. The Memphis Grizzlies advanced into the second round, beating the Los Angeles Clippers one uh, one eighteen to one hundred five. And uh, I would dare anybody to tell me they had the Memphis Grizzlies going too too far into the uh, playoffs uh, here. I, I that, that just uh, t- took me a bit by surprise. I didn't expect the Clippers to lose that one. Um, also, another four two series that went down last evening. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder advanced. Uh, and uh, it defeated the Houston Rockets 103-94. to And that sets up some of the brackets now at this point. We know that Oklahoma City Thunder will go on and play the Memphis Grizzlies. We know that the Golden State Warriors will take on the uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, we know that uh, Miami, of course, has advanced after sweeping. Uh, Indiana will play the New York Knicks. That should be a very interesting series as you've got a two-seed going up against a three-seed. One series that is still going on, you've got the Brooklyn Nets uh, tied up there with uh, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, and I believe, I'm not exactly sure, I'll have to, I'm got to check on that one. Let me just check. I believe that game probably is this evening. Let me just check on that real quick, make sure that that is accurate information. That is correct. That will be an 8 o'clock game this evening on TNT. So uh, there you are, you're up-to-date at this point, that, that'll be a concluding game at this point, so we will know who's won that series at the conclusion of that game this evening. Well, it is a, well, it's Derby Day. How about that one, too? Uh, we're sitting here today on the annual uh, beginning of the uh, Triple Crown, potential Triple Crown running, uh, with the Kentucky Derby being run down at Churchill Downs down in Louisville, Kentucky. I've actually been there. A beautiful, beautiful location it is. Uh, the... Uh, Churchill Downs, uh, and 
it just uh, I'm I'm gonna bring it up just uh, you know if anybody's got any comments on it three four seven two three seven five three seven three I've I've brought it up a couple of times here on Van Junkies Radio one of the perhaps less uh, exciting I don't know there really hasn't been a heck of a lot of hype about this year's Kentucky Derby and uh, I'm just I'm 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 kind of curious about that I'm wondering why why there hasn't been a lot of chat about this year's Kentucky Derby so. Any thoughts on that one? Give me a holler in here. A couple of things I'm going to throw out there for your consideration, uh, and perhaps maybe you'd want to give us a call in and chime in on some of these ideas and some of these uh, thoughts that I had on my head here this morning as I sat here preparing for things. Uh, A story came across uh, my little uh, information desk here this morning uh, that Mickey Mantle, may have actually used a corked uh, bat uh, later in his career. Now, it's it's interesting because we, <laughs> and I was kind of joking about it yesterday on our Friday version of Fan Junkies Radio, uh, which had uh, myself and Jonathan Regis on, and of course we had Jim Williams on as a special guest um, chatting with us. And uh, it seems that one, two of the biggest topics we always come up with here on Fan Junkies Radio on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Two of the biggest topics always seem to come back to PED usage in sports in general, but my gosh, for some reason or another, it always seems to dominate Major League Baseball. Uh, PED usage and uh, the the Los Angeles Lakers. But uh, interestingly, when you take a look at somebody like Mickey Mantle and you take into consideration that potentially... And, and, and apparently the, the belief is that if he was using any kind of advantage bats, cork bats or whatever, it would have been later in his career. If that were the case, uh, that's kind of the same thing is almost, you know, utilizing PEDs when you think about it. I mean, it gives one an advantage one way or another. The objective is still both the same. Um. And so I throw the question out there, and apparently this was all discovered as a result of a bat that is about to be auctioned off uh, as part of some sports memorabilia. And in the process of authenticating the bat, of course, apparently it was x-rayed. And uh, there was a lot of, uh, of investigation into the bat to determine that it was, in fact, authentic. And... Uh, Apparently, in one of the x-rays, it can clearly be seen that there is some sort of substance that is embedded into the barrel of of the bat. Uh, And the suspicion is, of course, that it might be some cork. Uh, Apparently, too, there have been reports over the years uh, that there was an equipment manager, uh, Minnesota Twins uh, equipment manager, Ray Crump, admitted that he had corked some bats for uh, mantle. Uh, particularly later in his career. And so I throw the uh, I throw this out there to you. Uh, what if we were to determine that, in fact, a legend like Mickey Mantle had perhaps, for quite a few seasons, particularly nearing the end of his career, what if we were to determine that a lot of that was with an advantage? Would that change our opinion? about Mickey Mantle? Would that change any of our thinking with regard to records, to Hall of Fame status? 
does that change anything at all? My suspicion is no, it doesn't. My suspicion is that people, in fact, I, I frankly don't think that this is going to get more than perhaps maybe 30 seconds of airtime someplace. Um, in fact, I might actually here be giving it more airtime than anybody else might be willing to give it. And I, I, it's interesting to me how, if my suspicion is correct, then in fact then I'm wondering, do we have a double standard? As we sit in judgment of Barry Bonds, and God knows I'm just as guilty of that as anybody else, and other PED users, Mark McGuire, Rafael Palmaro, you name it, Sammy Sosa, keep going, huh? and players that are currently playing right now, as we saw a situation just recently where we couldn't come to any consensus whatsoever on even a single individual to put into this year's class for the Baseball Hall of Fame, does that make our does that make us a little bit insincere and a bit contradictory in our judgment? If in fact we completely dismiss the fact that perhaps maybe some of Mickey Mantle's legendary career-ending statistics, records, were in some way or another perhaps maybe exaggerated as a result of an advantage that he had. I throw the question out there. I think it's I think it's a very, very interesting kind of dilemma for all of us, and I think one that we, I think one that actually does deserve more than 30 seconds of airtime, if for no other reason than to just kind of sit back and take stock of how we judge things. Things that make you go, hmm, yeah, how about that? I don't normally uh, do this. Um, I'm going to play a clip here in a moment from, uh, and it's an excerpted clip from the show that I'm about to bring you, uh, the audio rebroadcast of this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House. This is Five Minutes at the Frat House, number 87. 87 straight weeks in a row now that we've been putting together our weekly sports rap program over on YouTube. And I'm going to bring you an excerpt from this particular episode that I'm going to play for you in a couple of moments. And I don't normally do that, but I'm, I'm doing it on purpose because I want you to take note of a debate that Sidekick and I kind of got into. And I don't know if I would necessarily call it a full-blown debate, but a conversation, let's put it that way, a conversation that Sidekick and I had with regard to a, uh, an article that appeared on NBC Sports from columnist uh, Joe Pisnaski. Uh, Joe Pisnanski, uh, uh had some time to sit down and chat with, interview, talk to Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean. Yes, the Billy Bean from uh, uh, the Billy Bean from uh, Moneyball. And uh, uh, one of the things that Pisnanski puts forth in this article is he suggests that perhaps. We're doing this all wrong in Major League Baseball. Perhaps, in fact, we could do without the World Series. Now, apparently, Billy Bean is a big proponent of this. Um, Billy Bean apparently is a big, big international soccer fan. And apparently, this is how it's done in the English Premier League, the EPL, which is um, international soccer. 
that in uh, in that particular league, in the English Premier League, what they do is they play their season, and whoever has the best record at the end of the season, well, that's the winner. There is no playoff. And Poznanski puts forth, perhaps maybe that's what we should do. Now, this goes right to the heart of uh, what we as Americans are all about when it comes to our sports. The seasons no sooner start when it seems when we're, you know, and I don't care what sport it is. It could be baseball. It could be football. By, I mean, think about it. By week four in football, we're already beginning to speculate about what the playoffs might look like. One quarter of the season is only concluded, and we're already talking about the playoffs. We get a month into baseball season, and we're already talking about how the wild card is setting up. I mean, think about it. It's actually kind of stupid. Let the season, for God's sake, play out, and let's see where things go at the end instead of getting so ahead of ourselves as to go into the playoffs. We are so playoff conscious in our sports in America could we possibly ever even consider or conceive of a concept of Major League Baseball without the Fall Classic? Let me play this clip here for you. This is Sidekick and I uh, going back and forth for a couple of moments. And again, you are going to hear this momentarily again in its entirety in the show that I'm going to rebroadcast for you. But I I wanted to highlight this because I think that it's actually kind of amusing. Um... And you'll hear in this that Sidekick actually says, hey, it's worth knocking the idea around. Take a listen here. We have a playoff format there. As I pointed out to you pre-show, a la the baseball classic that we saw Similar. played. Except instead of, like we were talking about, instead of having national players playing against other national players, right. you would send a Philadelphia Phillies team or a St. Louis Cardinals right. team. Right, it would be the complete team. Right. Okay, now that's not what they're presenting. This is kind of my tweak to their proposal. Is Then you, you have a true World Series where you have J- Japanese teams come in. Or, and, or South American teams or whatever, or, wherever, exactly. where, whoever wants right. to represent. And they would be going up against whoever our champion would be in Major League Baseball. Right. So if that turned out to be, say, the St. Louis Cardinals or the New York Yankees or whomever, right. that's who they would play. They would play our best representative from the United States. Yep. And you think this would, could, would, could work? <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an interesting concept to at least look at. Uh, there'd be, you'd have to have a major kind of reworking of things. I think you'd have to have a major you know? rethinking of everybody's minds. Well, yeah. But the other interesting aspect of that, if you were to mirror the, you know, the English Premier League, right? In the English Premier League, yeah, the, bottom, the bottom three teams are kicked out. And, yeah. They're relegated down to the, uh, uh, to the Football League Championship, which is which basically is their AAA team. Yeah, their AAA. Right. Okay, so you, and if we were to look at the standings today, you're talking about Houston, Miami, mm-hmm. and San and Diego would be kicked down to AAA. AAA. And then, to replace those three teams, the top two uh, uh, football league championship teams are then promoted up. The third and fourth ranked teams have a have a playoff on a neutral field, and then the you know they the winner of that becomes the third team to go up. And that so 
And, and, and the English came up with this formula? I don't know if it was the English <laughs> or if it was, you know, Europe-wide, but that's how the English league is. I mean, seriously. This is so convoluted. In some respects, it's so difficult to, to, to wrap my mind around. This is where I don't think it would... I mean, there's so many things that wouldn't fly with America. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, the article even pointed out, I mean, the thing... We're, we're so caught up in our, in our playoff concept. We have to have a playoff in everything. I mean, yep. virtually everything. Um, I mean, look, uh, hold on. Let me, let me just back up the bus for a moment, because we're going to jump over and we're going to talk about MLS in a moment. Even MLS, my good soccer friend, has a playoff. Yes. <laughs> And they also have conferences and divisions. Why is it MLS working this way? Well, because obviously it's America. And it's American. Don't even they realize that this would work. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. You know, I I open it up uh, to you folks. 347-237-5373. Would, could, as I I sat there stammering with sidekick in this show that I'm going to bring to you, would could that fly in America? Can you imagine? I say, can you imagine baseball without the fall classic? Um, you know, I suppose if it's just for fun, hey, let's throw it out there just to generate a little bit of controversial conversation. All right, well, you know, what the heck? I'm willing to engage in a little bit of rhetoric. But seriously, could that ever be even seriously considered? All right, so there you go. I got a cu- couple of things there for you that I threw out that are on my mind uh, this morning here on my Frat House Saturday commentary. Mickey Mantle, do we uh, have any problem with him using uh, advantaged bats, corked bats later in his career? Do we have any problem with that? And how about the World Series? Could we do without it? Could we do without any playoffs in this country? Can you imagine the NHL without the Stanley Cup Finals? Ugh, I, 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 I just, I can't. Can you imagine the NFL without a Super Bowl? Huh? What? Wow. All right. As I said, uh, the, the real purpose and the real um, objective to our Frat House Saturdays is to bring you the audio rebroadcast of every week's Five minutes at the Frat House. Uh, that is a uh, production here of Frat House Sports. Uh, and we've been doing this now for 87 straight weeks. That's over a year and a half. Um, this is a video production. Uh, as I point out, um, frequently this is the kind of thing where you, uh, despite the fact you're going to hear it in a couple of moments, it is the kind of thing that frequently you do want to go and take a look at because there are graphics, there are visuals, there are some funny moments between Sidekick and I, which you don't get the full advantage of by hearing, just hearing the audio side of it. Um, now, you can get to, to the uh, actual videos simply by going to YouTube and type in five minutes at the frat house. You'll get them all. And the one that I'm going to be playing for you here momentarily again is number 87. Uh, you can also find all of our videos over at our website, which is frathousesports.net. All right, frathousesports.net. I would also encourage you at some point, please, go over and check us out on Facebook and make sure you give us a like. And that's Frat House Sports. Frat House Sports over on Facebook. Make sure you're leaving spaces in between each of the words, Frat House Sports. And give us a like because that way then you get notified about all of our productions, 
all of our radio productions, all of our Fan Junkies radio productions, all of our Five Minutes at the Frat House productions, and all of the other posts that we put up regularly on a daily basis, uh, as well as all of our article content that's over on our webpage, uh, frathouseports.net. I will be coming back with you at the conclusion of the rebroadcast of this week's episode. Um, and I throw the number out again, 347-237-5373, and I will stick around with you as long as uh, all of you care to comment or jump in, give me a holler, give me a call uh, about anything perhaps maybe that I brought up or something that perhaps you heard in this week's uh, edition of Five Minutes at the Frat House. And so let me bring to you, please, Five Minutes at the Frat House, number 87. Here we go with the uh, our beginning of May episode of Five Minutes with Fred House with Fred House Mike and Psychic, and we're covering all the sports that well, I don't fit the print, uh, something like that, you know. Uh, but listen, here, here's the deal, folks. We will try to keep things to about thirty minutes or so this evening, huh? Can we try? We'll, we'll try to do that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Listen, before we jump into our regular programming here, Psychic. Shut up and uh, start talking. Last week at this time, uh, we were getting ready for the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, and after much, much speculation about a less than dazzling class of football talent, uh, there did end up being quite a few surprises. And it started right off with the number one pick in the draft when for weeks it was assumed that the Kansas City Chiefs would be taking Texas A&M offensive tackle Luke Jokel. Uh, they switched it up on us and took Central Michigan's offensive tackle Eric Fisher. They drafted me. So we kind of saw the draft, well, not in all cases, but a little bit kind of follow that formula where there were a few surprises as we went through. Yep. Uh, real quick, though, the highest grades uh, for the draft were given to teams uh, for their overall draft performance were given to teams like the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. and surprise, surprise, your St. Louis Rams. Nice job. So how do you think your Rams did in this draft? I think they did really good. Um, I, they picked basically the same as I did in our mock draft. Uh, they took a different – they took Austin, and uh, I Which took – I thought it was a gutsy move. And I, whereas I had taken Patterson right. with the first pick. And then with their second pick um, – we both uh, went with Ogletree. Right. So, I'm, you know, I'm glad so, to see. So, in other words, you feel they did well because they read your mind. <laughs> or I read their mind. I don't know. I mean, you know. I mean, I, but it's, it's where I thought they, you know. Yeah. You know my no, expert analysis, where they needed help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, and they continued to do well down the line as well. I mean, really. Like, yeah. Right I mean, down yeah. Into, the, into the second and third rounds as well. Right. So, overall, the Rams got high grades, and we're going to see how that translates, obviously, as we continue to go. We're actually going to see how it translates for a lot of the teams, uh, because uh, in the next number of weeks, for many teams, anyhow, I know right here in Philadelphia, they're already talking about the rookie camps that will be kicking up in the next couple of uh, weeks. Um, In fact, rather shortly, really. And I would imagine that a number of teams will be doing likewise. All right? Okay. Uh, hey, before we jump off of football, though, we're going to get the Frat House Facebook post of the week out of the way early because it is football-related. Um, and, and that came as a result of, uh, well, Jets quarterback Tim Tebow 
uh, it was kind of expected, finally caught, I guess, the other day following the Jets drafting of Geno Smith. Uh, and that led to numerous job offers being directed Tebow's way, including an offer from an indoor football team, the Omaha Beef, or, yeah, Omaha Beef, uh, who said that they would pay him $75 a game. Uh, to that, I posted the comment, quote, I do not understand why some people and places feel that it's okay to continually disrespect Tim Tebow. Whether you like him or not, he's still a young athlete with something to offer. Is it that people feel he has become a caricature? This offer is so ridiculous as, as, as to be insulting. Well, that post generated, as you can see here, generated the most conversation and subsequently got the most views. So I would ask, Keep the posts coming. Keep the comments coming. Of course, in order to participate, well, you got to like our Facebook page first, and that means you got to get out the Frat Out Sports over on Facebook, and you got to like that. Get a comment. Where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, where's the beef? Yeah. All right. Let's go over and take a look at motorsports. Now we're into our regular segment. Let's go over and take a look at motorsports. Yep. And we're going to start it off with a little NHRA drag racing that, by the way, went live as we said it was going to, went live uh, on Sunday in the final rounds from the Royal Purple Raceway out in Houston. Uh, they got rained out, so there was no live broadcast, unfortunately, on Saturday. They got rained out, but they were able to go live that on Sunday, and it was exciting. It was really, really fascinating to watch. I don't know if you got a chance to see any of it, but by going live doing that, we got a chance to see so much of what goes on in the pits. Them, these guys breaking the engines down, ripping them right down to the blocks and rebuilding them. It was amazing. We'll do it live! They did, in a very short period of time, too. Uh, so it was fabulous, fabulous, entertaining. Talk about reality TV. There it was. Uh, but on Sunday, in our favorite, uh, the funny car uh, division, well, that got mixed up just a bit again this past weekend. Uh, when the final had, uh, uh, let me roll my eyes, uh, one of my favorite guys, uh, Bruce Pedregon, going up against Tim Wilkerson. Um, and in that final, 4.24 seconds later, Cruz uh, won the heat at just under 297 miles per hour. And, well, that kind of propelled him to the top of the points leaderboard. And since I just mentioned it, let's take a look at the leaderboard where it stands at this point. Over in the top fuel dragster division, it continues to be a Tony Schumacher at the top over Antron Brown, uh, leading him by 70 points, as I just pointed out. In the funny car division, we have a new leader on the board, Cruz Pedregon, taking over 37 points ahead of Matt Hagen. Uh, just an observation, but after early season good runs uh, by really, it seemed like almost all of the John Forrest Racing team drivers, and, and then of course, also Ron Capps over in the DSR Napa car. Both teams have cooled off quite a bit recently. In pro stock, Mike Edwards. This one did actually didn't go back and forth this week. Mike Edwards held on to the top spot for the second week in a row. I don't think we've seen that all season long. He's now 67 points over Alan Johnson. And uh, just like last week, no week off this week. Uh, for NHRA, the dragsters, funny cars, and stock are all added again this weekend at the Atlanta Dragway in the Summit Racing Equipment Southern Nationals. And, uh, well, what that means is it means we'll be right back at it as well next week at this time 
bringing you, bringing you an update. All righty, let's go take a look at NASCAR. Yep. And uh, last weekend we saw some Saturday night, nighttime racing down at the short track at uh, Richmond International. And who won it? Well, it was the guy who led a total, a whopping total, really, of three laps. Kevin Harvick with his first of the season. While lap leader, Matt Kenseth, he had 140 laps led. Well, he came in seventh. And Clint Boer, who himself came in second in laps led, 113 laps, he came in second in the race. So our top five Saturday included Clint Boyer, Joey Logano came in third, Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, how about that one, came in fourth, and Jeff Burton came in fifth. Yep. And Danica finished 29th. Oh, she's, broke, her, broke her top 25 she's streak. She's going backwards. Backwards. Backward. Yep. Sorry. Uh, let's go over and take a look at the leaderboard after nine. Jimmy Johnson stays at number one. With a sixth-place finish, look at this one, with a sixth-place finish, and you'll be telling us about the biggest movers this week in a moment. Yep. I would suspect this might be one of them. Sixth-place finish at Richmond, Carl Edwards moves all the way up to number two. Casey Kane moves down uh, to number three, moves down yep. one spot, while Dale Jr. moves up one spot to number four, yep. and Clint Boyer makes the top five again in the fifth spot. Yep. All right. Uh, and with that... Since we're showing leaderboards, let's go take a look at this week's edition of, uh, or actually, before we get yep, to that. The biggest movers go, and well, biggest no, movers. Or, I was going to say, let's take a look at this week's edition of the uh, uh, the drama that's been going on um, in uh, in NASCAR. And that was right. the, uh, we had the hearing yesterday yep. for the Penske Racing Drivers. Mm-hmm. We brought this story to you two weeks ago where uh, NASCAR had come down on both uh, Brad Keselowski's number two and Joey Logano's car uh, actually uh, took rear-end uh, machinery out of the car uh, and, and, and cited them for uh, pre-race uh, uh, violations and pre-race inspections. Uh, the hearings for that took place yesterday, and uh, I must admit I was a little surprised. The panel upheld all of the penalties, um, including now, and, and this is what they're upholding, the driver's continue to be docked 25 points each. Mm-hmm. Uh, suspension of the team's respective crew chiefs, car chiefs, engineers, team manager for six weeks, and a $100,000 fine to the crew chiefs. Uh, Roger Penske is appealing that to one more. I, 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 it's, one, it's a one-person panel, essentially, right. that it goes to. He's appealing it one more time. So with the exception of the points deduction, none of the other... Penalties going to affect you yet. Are still suspended, yeah. Correct. So, we had talked last week about the penalties that NASCAR came down with on Matt Kenseth. Mm-hmm. And our thinking was, at least my thinking was, if we saw that some of these here might have been reduced, in fact, that would be a gateway potentially for Kenseth to be reduced. Right. In light of the fact we did not see a reduction here, does that not bode well for Kenseth? It doesn't. And honestly, I'm not surprised that we didn't see any change in the penalties. Because basically, NASCAR levies the penalties. You appeal it to NASCAR. Okay. Right. We've talked about it before. Right. It's a committee, but you're basically appealing to themselves. You know, you're just appealing to NASCAR again. It's the same thing with the NFL, where they're appealing to Roger Goodell. I mean, in some respects, it's kind of ridiculous. Right. And, you know... 
you know, I guess if there's mitigating circumstances that you can present, there's a chance you may get it lowered. But you typically see it just stay the same. Then there's one, there's one, one additional final review, and that goes to the uh, chief appellate officer. Right. That's where you'll see sometimes where the appellate officer fact. comes back and says, well, you know what, let's mediate a little bit on this. Yes, you're guilty. We're going to keep these, but we're going to lower this, or we're going to, you know. And that's and where we saw the wipeout last year against Johnson's team. Yep. Was at this point right here. Yep. And, and I, I, there were a lot of people who were at that point saying, the whole system's a joke. You know, right. what's the whole point of this? If one guy, you've got a panel that you're going to, the panel's upholding the penalties, and then you go to one guy, and one guy's going to say, oh, yeah, okay, boom, it's done. Wipe it out. I mean, could we potentially see the same kind of thing here? You could, or you could just see a, a, a lessening. It, you know, I, obviously I have no idea how the, the right. appellate officer is going to know. But, you know, we'll know on May 7th what his ruling is. And then on May 8th, we'll get to find out whether NASCAR is going to do anything with, uh, you know, Matt Kenseth. With Kenseth. And I, I honestly don't think you're going to you, see. You, well, you said last week, you, you think the Kenseth thing is going to hold. I think it's, it's going to stick. Yeah. You know, and I mean, depending on how... Again, how the Penske thing goes with the appellate officer, you might be able to read into it a little bit for Matt Kenseth. Right. But again, like we were saying last week, their air, you know, the Penske penalty is a gray area. Kenseth is black and white. There's no, you know, there's no gray area there. Right. So, the, you know, just because the appellate officer may lower Penske's, you may see him just say, no, I'm sorry, you're, you know, to Kenseth, you know, you're... You're stuck. So. Well, uh, I, you know, I, you know, we'll see where it goes. I have a, I don't know. I kind of have a gut feeling. I, I've been shocked about the severity of both penalties that we've talked about over the past three weeks. Now, I have a sneaky suspicion, and I, I might be wrong. We'll see how it goes, as you say, on that on May seventh. But uh, wouldn't surprise me in the least if we see the Penske penalties lessened. I kind of right. just have that sneaky suspicion. Okay, now from a uh, short track uh, this past weekend to monster track, uh, this coming weekend we're heading to uh, down to Talladega Super Speedway in Lincoln, Alabama, and you can catch uh, the that Sprint Cup uh, race live on Fox Sunday at 1 p.m. All right. Uh, before we get to your fantasy stuff, though, let's take a quick look at the Frat House Sports NASCAR fantasy leaderboard and there you see sidekicks uh, team blood pack finally making the move huh you're yeah. moving up the board and he's jumped all the way up to number five and mike flyers where is where's is that one well uh dropped off the board again this past yep but so, we got to give shout outs to jen absolutely second win in a row two in a row two weeks in a row yep moved up the second so uh you got to help he, me out the hell with Jen. Help me out, sidekick. Four wide racing. We're going to this weekend. Yep. Two and uh, three quarter or two and two third uh, mile monster track. Uh, where do we go with our fantasy team? That's just what I need. This this is one of those weeks you can listen to me or not listen to me, and it probably won't make a hill of beans. Um, oh, okay. What so your I don't even write them down. 
because this is one of those weekends where you're either going to cry or you're going to walk away feeling really damn lucky. Uh, you know, because this is a roll your dice weekend and hope you come out unscathed. You know, because we're going to a super speedway, restrictor freight racing, pack, you know, the whole night, you know, yep. the big one, you know, your roster gone in a second. Um, so, without further ado, let's look at who, hopefully, we'll see if these people come out unscathed or not. All right, I'm going to uh, write them down just for, just for the fun of it. So, right. we're going to go with uh, Matt Kenseth off top. Uh, he's got two wins at uh, Talladega, and he's got five top fives. Uh, and he's kind of, you know, he's been on a roll this season. Uh, okay. 2750 is what he's going for. Uh, then we're going we're gonna to keep Casey Kane again. Uh, he won the pole in the fall dagger race, and uh, he has a three-race top 12 streak at this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25.50. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna keep Clint Boyer on our list this week. Okay. Uncle Mark will be so happy. Yep. Uh, he's got two wins and seven top tens at this track. 26.25. Okay. Uh, restrictor freight racing. Yep. Michael Waltrip's yep. racing this weekend, I know where you're going. so we're going to want to put him on a roster. He's got one win, 15 top tens, and he, he's great price. He's 1250. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you know, it's almost a kind of shoe in to put in there. And guess what, Mike? No Tommy Hill on the list this week. Uh, this week we're going to to round out the roster. We're going to go with Terry Labonte. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's racing this weekend. He's got two wins at this track, 23 top tens. And he's only seven seventy five. There you go. Which brings our roster up to nine nine fifty. Fifty cents to spare. And Labonte's a good uh, big track driver. Yeah. Yep. So and we know he's. I mean, he's driving, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I. You checked uh, that one. Okay. Yes, All I right. did. All right. All right. There you have it. And we'll be bringing you monster track racing next week at this time. Let's go take a look at Major League Baseball. We're going to bring you something we haven't done in a while. And that's a little, hey, how about this? Five minutes outside the frat house. Yep. Because uh, you and I had an opportunity uh, this past weekend. We made our first trip to uh, the home of the New York Mets. Pizza Road! Uh, no, nicely enough, they didn't tell us to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. We went up to City Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, ballpark's been open only four years. Um, did a very, very nice job, I thought, with it. No, we, everybody we met was just wonderful to us. I mean, you yep. can see we're wearing we're wearing the opposition's garb there, folks. But um, I will have to say, yeah. like National Stadium, there was a lot of red. There was an awful lot. I mean, of, yeah, there was know, a lot of Phillies representation you know, there. There really was. You could have called the Citizens Bank Park North. Yeah, I would say easily, easily one third, if not even a little bit more than that, of yeah. the audience. And, and the Phillies cheers were just as loud as the Mets cheers. Mm-hmm. So we had a chance to go up there. They do a beautiful job with this ballpark. Yep. As you go into the main, I guess it would be the main entrance, they've got the Jackie Robinson Rotunda. And uh, so we got a, I managed to get a picture of, of Sidekick and myself. Uh, this is not like just for the movie, folks. This is there all the time. That is a permanent display in tribute to Jackie Robinson, and so we got our picture yep. taken there. So there's our little, as I pointed out, we haven't done one of those in a while. Five minutes outside the frat house. It's oh. been a little cold to be outside. And, you know, it's getting warm <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, we start, you know. We'll be doing more outside stuff. Yeah. As we go along. Uh, but since we're, we're since we're in the baseball, we got one month down and in the books for Major League Baseball. 
and talking about the weather, we can only hope that the weather uh, gets a little more baseball-like. Apparently, not not the case tonight in Kansas City. You're telling me, huh? No, snowing in Kansas City tonight. I mean, well, please end, huh? You can only hope that the weather is going to get a little more baseball-like as we move through the month of May. But nonetheless, everybody persevered through the month of April, and let's take a look at where the divisions are standing at this point over in the American League. There's been no change from last week. The surprising Boston Red Sox stay at the top with a 19-8 and record, two games in front of the duct-taped uh, Yankees. Uh, there's my Kansas City Royals. Rooting for them, as I will be all season long, still holding uh, the Central 15-10. and 10. Uh, they're a, a, a half game now in front of this week. This week it's the Detroit uh, Tigers. And the Texas Rangers still number one in the West with a 17-10 record and two games in front of the Oakland A's. Over in the National League, the Atlanta Braves continue to hold the top spot in the East. 17-10 and 10 is their record. Three and a half games in front of the Washington Nationals. But take note, folks. The Braves have cooled off quite a bit recently. They've come back to, back to earth four and six in their last ten. In the Central, it's uh, still your Cardinals. Yep. 16 and 11 record, half game in front of the who? Who? The Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates. How about that Let's one? Let's start with that. And in the West, still got the Colorado Rockies with a 17 11 record, one game in front of the San Francisco Giants. I, I just keep asking, wow, what the hell happened to the Dodgers? 13 and 14 and in fourth place in the West. Huh? Woo! Alrighty. Let's go take a look at some of uh, the best of Major League Baseball in my Screwball Stories of the Week. against the L.A. Angels. Uh, in the end, uh, the A's won the game 10-8 to uh, when Brandon Moss hit his second home run of the evening in the 19th inning with two out. Now, following the game, apparently, uh, the A's were so exhausted that no one had the strength to get out uh, to the field to give the traditional victory pie to the face of the game's hero during the post-game interview. So Moss just did it himself. And if you get the chance, make sure you go YouTube that one because it's actually pretty amusing. Now, for uh, you know, talking about that 19 inning game, for most of uh, last season, a good deal of the buzz uh, was about the pending free agency of former Texas Ranger Josh Hamilton. Uh, oh wait, can you say deja vu? Uh, yeah, isn't it though? Uh, isn't it? <laughs> what do you hear how deja vu this is? Seriously. Now, uh, during the off season. Uh, many were in the running uh, for the services of Hamilton, uh, including my Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, and so my question is, well, how is that working out for the Angels now, uh, who actually won the Hamilton, what I would call the Hamilton lottery? Hamilton is currently hitting 214 with an on-base percentage of just 260, uh, just a mere two home runs, nine RBIs, two doubles, and one triple. <coughs> Excuse me, he has a paltry... 24 hits in 112 at-bats. 
and nothing, nothing epitomized Hamilton's slow start better than that 19-inning game that I just mentioned. Uh, <laughs> on Monday night, uh, in that game, Hamilton went 0-4-8. In now game. go away or I shall taunt yeah. you a second time. Yeah, really, that, I'm sure that's what they might have been saying. 0-4-8 in nine plate appearances with three strikeouts. And the only thing to his credit was a sacrifice fly. <laughs> so, oh. when I ask Angel fans, how's that full hose Hamilton thing working out for you, huh? Yeah. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Yeah, there it is. There's the second taunt. <laughs> all right. Now, it was just two weeks ago uh, that uh, all was good in uh, Wrigley Town uh, and Cubs CEO uh, Tom Ricketts. Uh, a man who's uh, loved just about as much as Jeffrey Loria uh, or the Maloof brothers, uh, was glowingly speaking about the preliminary approval of the $500 million appropriation for a facelift to Wrigley Field. Uh, but that was then, and this is now. And uh, this was yesterday, when Ricketts threatened he would move the team if he does not get his two monster outfield jumbotrons approved as part of the ballpark upgrades. Detractors of the plans, of the Wrigley Field facelift plans, claim that the video projection screens will destroy the old-style ambient beauty of this venerable park and obliterate the skyline view. Now, by all reports from current and retired players that I have heard over the years, Wrigley admittedly is sorely in need of upgraded facilities, particularly in the clubhouse and the locker room areas. But not once did I ever hear any current or former player say, you know something, you know what Wrigley needs? They gotta have those jumbotrons. Never heard that. So really Ricketts, is this what this needs? Is this what you're gonna hold up? And there you go, folks, you can see where they are. There's the plan. This is what he's gonna move the team over. How's that going to get your World Series? Yeah, well, you know, Uncle Mark made a great comment on that one the other day where he said, seems to me Ricketts ought to be a little bit more concerned about the product he's putting on the field. Last but not least, can you imagine? I mean, I say, can you imagine a baseball season without the concluding World Series? The Fall Classic, yes. Well, Oakland A's general manager and Moneyball figure Billy Bean can, apparently. Being a well-known uh, fan of the game of international soccer, recently made the case uh, to NBC Sports columnist uh, Joe Posnaski uh, for the elimination of the World Series. Uh, Posnaski, in his article, actually stated, and these are Posnaski's words, in England, soccer mirrors life. It's the day-to-day -day excellence that marks greatness not a three- or four-week run to glory. Well, I think we should bring some of that spirit to America, especially to baseball. They play 162 games in baseball. 162. I mean, seriously, that's a lot of baseball games. No other sport plays so many. That's more than enough games to determine who are the best teams in baseball. You get some thoughts on this one. Okay. I've got some thoughts on this one. You know, looking at it, first look, you, you hear him say, doing away with the World Series, and you're like, what are you 
what are you smoking, man? Out of your effing mind? Yeah. You know, but, you know, reading through it, at least trying to have an open mind, you know, and listen to what they're saying, is actually kind they do make some interesting points mm-hmm. in that. And, you know, for those that aren't aware, uh, you know, basically in the article, they're comparing it to the uh, English Premier League, uh, where they, in fact, have no playoffs. Right. And we're talking, um, we're, we're talking soccer now. Yes, this, this is, is soccer, not obviously not baseball. We're not talking cricket. Um, uh, so, basically, there's 20, there's 20 teams in the league. There's no conferences, divisions. Okay, every team plays every team twice. There's one home game, one away game. All right, so there's basically every team plays 38 matches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what happens is basically the Premier League is the top league. Okay. So, and then you've got the European Championship. So basically, the top four teams from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Your champion is the per the, the team with the most points. Okay. The top four teams from the Premier League then go on to the European Championship, so and they play in a playoff format. But it's a, you've got all of your all the countries in Europe sending their four teams, right? And then you have a playoff format there. As I pointed out to you pre-show, a la the baseball classic that we saw Similar. played, except instead of like we were talking about, instead of having national players playing against other national players, right. you would send a Philadelphia Phillies team, or a St. Louis Cardinals right, team. Right, it would be the complete team. Right. Okay, now that's not what they're presenting. This is kind of my tweak to their proposal. Is Then you, you have a true World Series where you have J- Japanese teams come in. Or, and, or South American teams, or whatever, or, wherever, exactly. where, whoever wants right. to represent. And they would be going up against whoever our champion would be in Major League Baseball. Right. So if that turned out to be, say, the St. Louis Cardinals or the New York Yankees or whomever, right. that's who they would play. They would play our best representative from the United States. Yep. And you think this would, could, would, could work? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting concept to at least look at. Uh, there'd be You'd have to have a major kind of reworking of things. I think you'd have to have a major you know? rethinking of everybody's minds. Well, yeah. But the other interesting aspect of that, if you were to mirror the, you know, this English Premier League, right? In the English Premier League, yeah, the was. bottom, the bottom three teams are kicked out. And yeah, they're relegated down to the uh, uh, to the Football League Championship, which is which basically is their Triple A team. Which yeah, is their Triple A. Right. Okay. So you and if we were to look at the standings today, you're talking about Houston, Miami. Mm-hmm. And San Diego would be kicked down to AAA. And then, to replace those three teams, the top two uh, uh, football league championship teams are then promoted up. The third and fourth ranked teams have a, have a playoff on a neutral field. And then the, you know, they, the winner of that becomes the third team to go up. And that. So, and, and, and the English came up with this formula? I don't know if it was the English or if it was, you know, Europe-wide, but that's how the English league is. I mean, seriously. So. It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. This is so convoluted. In some respects, it's so difficult to, to to wrap my mind around that this is where I don't think it would – I mean, there's so many things that wouldn't fly with America. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, the article even pointed out, I mean, the thing, we're, we're so caught up in our, in our playoff concept. 
We have to have a playoff in everything. I mean, yep. virtually everything. Um, I mean, look, uh, hold on. Let me, let me just back up the bus for a moment because we're going to jump over and we're going to talk about MLS in a moment. Even MLS, my good soccer friend, has a playoff. Yes. <laughs> and they also have conferences and divisions. Why is it MLS working this way? Well, because obviously it's America. And as Americans... So even they realize that this would work. Because yeah, look at college football. They didn't have a. Well, you didn't have a playoff. You didn't. You didn't have a playoff system, really. We've been fighting for you a had real playoff games. system for years. Exactly. Right. Because as Americans, we want playoffs. We want playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but it, you know, it is kind of an interesting thing. And if you kind of you you take the mold and you start thinking about it, where you you know you send you send teams down to AAA and you bring AAA teams up. You know, it does get a little interesting. I think that's kind of uh, intriguing. I think that that's kind of a neat thing because, as I pointed out to you pre-show, I think that that would force some teams to make sure that they're investing properly in their farm system and in their triple league teams. So I think from that perspective, it's a positive. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, honestly, it's not going to fly. But it is kind of interesting, you know, to to kind of ponder. Just play around with. Well... Billy Bean, we liked your movie. Keep your comments to yourself. Get some facts and come back and see me. How about that one? Uh, listen, MLS. Since we, yeah, right. Since we just got done talking a little soccer, how about we jump over yep. and uh, take a look at a little uh, major league soccer here, American soccer. Yep, a little segue. Uh, I saw that a couple of things changed up in the Eastern Division, so give yep. us the news on that. All right, so in the Eastern <laughs> Conference, we've got the Montreal Impact. Uh, sitting at 16 points, 5-1-1. One, and one. The Red Bulls. Yeah, how about this one? You know, you're freaking freaking. Uh, the Red Bulls have moved up in the second in the east. Uh, 14 points there, 4-4-2. Four, four, That's two. a 500 record, though, dude. I mean, seriously. It is, is the east that weak? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. I mean, you know, at least the, the union's still up in the top five to They're get six. in. They're six. They're six when I saw it this morning. Go ahead. Have to, I thought they were up, still up above the line. Um, but they did have a horrible showing last week against uh, New England. Um, Western Conference, FC Dallas, they're, they're the big, they're the strong yeah, team. exactly. They're Take sitting on 20 points, 6-1-2. and two. They only lost one, one match. Um, followed up by the LA Galaxy, uh, 14 points, 4-1-2. And, and, uh, and for local, for, you know, Union fan, uh, congratulations, Glad to uh, the union's Jack McInerney, yep. who is the MLS Player of the Month for April. Yep. And our next game is sun- Saturday against Seattle. Home? Home. Oh, you'll be down at that one for us. Uh, actually, I will be probably cornering a training partner. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Who has a title match this weekend I down in Delaware. That. There you go. So he will be going for the belt this weekend. So Alrighty, there's a little international football American style for you, and uh, yep. we'll bring a little bit more back to you as it uh, happens. How about the NBA? Uh, we got the NBA playoffs going. Two yep. series have concluded yep. at this point. Surprisingly, all the others are still going, and I say surprisingly, I, I, I mean that. I think some of these, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised at some of the yeah. outcomes. What do we got on that one? 
If you're not tired of hearing from me yet, uh, let's go through the NBA wrap-up, huh? It's giving my, it's giving my, I know, my it's giving you a little some, bit of a, little break. a rest yes, this week, huh? Through the uh, so in the West, we've, we've got uh, Oklahoma City and Houston. Uh, Oklahoma City is up three games to two over Houston. Uh, we've got the Clippers and Memphis. Surprise! Last week we were reporting the Clippers were up two nothing on the on Memphis. Memphis has come back with three straight wins to now take the lead in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Denver and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Denver 2, Golden State Warriors 3. Uh, San Antonio Spurs have swept the Lakers. Yep. Goodbye, Kobe-less Lakers. Yep. Uh, that's the final, so they're moving on. In the East, we've got Miami sweeping Milwaukee. They're done. Out of here. No surprise there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um We've got uh, Chicago and Brooklyn. Uh, Chicago leads the series 3-2 over Brooklyn. That one's a bit of a surprise. Go ahead. Yep. Um, we've got the Pacers and the Hawks. The Pacers are up 3-2 in that series. Yep. And then we've got the Knicks over the Celtics 3-2. Celtics have battled back in that one. Yep. Knicks had a 3-0 lead, and they have won the last two. They're forcing a game six back to Boston. Woo! Yep. Stay tuned. Buckle your seatbelt. That one could get yep. interesting, particularly with all the trash talk that was going on at the end of that game last night. We'll save that for another night. Yep. And tonight we have two game sixes. We have Brooklyn and Chicago at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time for those of us on the East Coast. And then uh, we've got Denver and Golden State at 10.30. The NHL now is uh, finally in their playoffs as well. And they Thank all began. God, it's almost over. And they all began on. Tuesday evening. Uh, so let's go take a look at where the series are at this point. Most of them only have one game, and in some cases you're going to see some of them are just kicking off tonight. In the West, the number eight seed is the Minnesota Wild, and they're going up against the number one Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks right now up one nothing in that series. The Detroit Red Wings are the number seven uh, versus the number two Anaheim Ducks. Ducks are up one nothing. San Jose Sharks, number six now in this one. Uh, going up against the number three Vancouver Canucks, ha ha ha! Underdog Sharks up one nothing. Defending Stamp, uh, uh, Stanley Cup champion LA, Do- uh, LA Dodgers, LA Kings are uh, are are uh, the number five going up against the number four St. Louis Blues. Blues are up in that one one nothing. In the East, the number eight are the New uh, York Islanders, and they're going against the number one Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, that wasn't even a match last night uh, in game one. The Penguins, I think the last one I saw, uh, were winning that one 5 nothing. I think that's the way it ended. They're now up one nothing in the series. The Ottawa Senators are the number seven playing the number two uh, Montreal Canadiens. That game is this evening. Same with the number six New York Rangers uh, going against the number three Washington Capitals. That should be a very good series, I believe. Uh, that series opens this evening as well. Um, and then the number five Toronto Maple Leafs holds a surprising 1-0 lead over the number four Boston Bruins. Alrighty, and that's our show for this evening. Well, we did a little bit better than last week, I think. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <coughs> oh boy, oh boy, it's, I'm, I'm, it's so tough to get everything in the. the uh, all right, anyhow, let's run around. Let's run around real quick. Oh gosh, fan junkies FanJunkies.net, where social media meets sports. <laughs> we're Jump sports on meet, over there. We're sports, sports, sports social media. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
Networking. We're smart. We all yep. get it wrong. Yep. Anyway. Let's fix that logo. Let's fix that tagline. Will you? It's too difficult. <laughs> Fanjunkies.net. It's completely free. Will you? Uh, it's 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 Facebook for sports nuts like us. Fanjunkies.net. That's where you got to go. Yep. Fan Junkies Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. My gosh, we're moving up to our 100th episode next Friday. Gosh, I hope I have a voice for it. Uh, Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Well, uh, listen, I will be, and I'll be doing it tomorrow because that's our regular Friday show. So, But next week, leading up to our 100th show, which will be May 10th, we will have guests on the entire week, including John Boric of CSN Philadelphia, who covers the Philadelphia Flyers. Nice. <laughs> so he'll be on with us on Wednesday. Herb FM uh, Sports, HerbFM.com, uh, all right, uh, internet-based uh, radio rebroadcast, rebroadcast uh, our, uh, uh, right here, rebroadcast our five minutes at the Pratt House. You haven't seen a, but we think it's usually Friday night. Yep. We think Friday night. Check their schedule. Get over to HerbFM.com, CLW83. I was on with uh, Jim Williams again this week on his Touch Em All show. Uh, it's a two-hour panel program. It's it's so much fun. It really is. It's almost like the great sports debate uh, where we just talk baseball. And it's guys from – we got guys on there from Seattle and guys from Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. And you got myself and you got Jim. And we're from all over the country, and we're bringing all kinds of baseball stuff together. Great, great program, at, along with all their other great program over on CLW83. And then last but not least, FridayHouseSports.net. Don't forget our own website. Oh, can you do yeah, the keep it real, keep it live? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm you have to it. ask me. Knock it up. Come on, man. Let's All go. right. You know what you got to do for us, please, please. Before my voice completely gets out, you got to keep us real. You got to keep us live. You got to keep us going. We'll see you next week with a better voice. Thanks very much. There, there goes Carl on the outside. He's got a nice run. How about Kevin Harvick in that 29? That's his teammate. He's chasing. Logano and Carl Edwards, Montoya six, one car high, Kyle Busch, no problem. Here they come to turn three. You ought to see what's going on, they're everywhere. And Harvick's got the field in his mirror, the closer. Kevin Harvick wins Richmond. Nice job, young man, good job. Alrighty, there you go. Then there's our uh, this week's edition of Five Minutes at the Pride House, number eighty-seven. <clears throat> and as I pointed out, uh, you got to go see the video. Uh, go on over to YouTube, type in Five Minutes at the Pride House. You'll find all of our videos there, or uh, check us out over on FrideHouseSports.net. Anything in that show? Is there anything there that you want to chat about? If you do. I'll stay open for a couple more minutes, 347-237-5373. That's how you get a hold of me. And if there's anything on your mind with regard to sports, anything you heard there, anything perhaps maybe I opened the show with, please do not hesitate. Give me a holler here, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you for a couple of moments. Let me get you up to date real quick, uh, because there was some news that uh, came across uh, as that show was re-airing there. And uh, for, this is for all of my NASCAR friends out there, all of us gearheads uh, who who just love our auto racing. And as you 
have uh, probably been able to tell from uh, if you're a regular listener of Five Minutes at Fred House, you know that we do love our NASCAR and our drag racing, our NHRA here at the Fred House. But news for tomorrow's uh, Talladega race, um, the, the Sprint Cup race, anyhow, uh, qualifying today got uh, rained out, uh, which means uh, the lineup for tomorrow's race, which is scheduled to go, I believe, at about 1 o'clock on Fox Live, and you can catch it there. Lineup for tomorrow will utilize uh, fastest laps in um, practice, uh, which means Carl Edwards will have the pole in tomorrow's race at Talladega, which is, by the way, the largest track on the NASCAR circuit at two and two-thirds miles down in Alabama. So uh, there's an alert for you there, folks. I have not yet set my fantasy team. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, or if you're just into just watching auto racing for the fun of it, there is no qualifying for the Sprint Cup race. All right, rained out. Carl Edwards has got the pole as a result of having the best, fastest lap in practice. All right, uh, and I'm sure that if you go over to NASCAR.com, you can get the entire lineup uh, for uh, tomorrow's Sprint Cup race. Now, there is a nationwide series race that's scheduled to go off at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and I have been checking. I've been checking all of my sources. I've been checking through NASCAR.com. Uh, at this particular moment right now, that race is scheduled to go as scheduled, so there's been no change in that, despite the fact qualifying for the, uh, the uh, Sprint Cup race was canceled as a result of rain. So I suppose it's possible that the nationwide race could get a bit delayed uh, but at this point right now, I have not heard that it's, uh, you know, that it's been canceled or postponed in any way. That it apparently is scheduled to go as scheduled. Uh, let's get you up to date as well over in Major League Baseball because there were a couple of 1 o'clock games. As I brought to you at the top of the show, right now in the middle of the third, the Cleveland Indians are uh, up on top of the Minnesota Twins. They are winning that, the Cleveland Indians, 4-1. The uh Chicago Cubs uh, have an advantage over the uh, Cincinnati Reds, 4-2. to two. That game right now in the top of the fourth. At the end of the fourth, the New York Yankees. <laughs> and as I pointed out, you know, a, a duct tape group they are. Uh, we're, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about the Yankees. This, this has just got to be a team just, just playing with heart at this point right now. New York Yankees. Uh, in front of the Oakland uh, A's, uh, one nothing. That's at the end of the fourth. Also at the end of the fourth, Seattle Mariners are up one nothing over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, that Rangers-Capitals game, that playoff game, the second game of their series, still 0-0 with only about three minutes remaining right now in the second period. Uh, that game, by the way, too, is being broadcast live over on NBC, if anyone is interested in catching a little bit of that. I'm sure that's probably why I have not heard from Jonathan, as I'm sure he is glued to the tube watching that game. I'm sure of that. All right, there's our update for today's live sports as it's going on at the moment. As we close out the afternoon here on a Frat House Saturday at Fan Junkies Radio Network, let me remind everyone, please, that it is Fan Junkies Radio Network. 
And uh, that means what I'm asking you to do is to get over to FanJunkies.net and sign up. It is completely free. We're sports. Meet social networking. Yes. Hey, Jonathan, look there. I got the tagline right. We're sports. Meet social networking. This would remind you an awful lot of the old Facebook. Yes, the old Facebook. Not the timeline kind of stuff that we've been dealing with for well over a year. Uh, And virtually, folks, virtually, yes, it is just a bunch of sports fans from all over the country getting together uh, in one big old chat room. I mean, for all intent and purpose, that's basically what it is. It's, It's social networking for just sports fans. You don't get any of the silly other nonsense you see all over uh, Facebook. So uh, make sure that you get out to that, please. Fanjunkies.net. Sign up. It's completely free. Free, folks. It's free. And it just takes a couple seconds to sign up. Out of that came Fan Junkies Radio with uh, Jonathan Regis and myself. And we started this back at the end of August. Monday, Wednesday, Friday is our regular program right here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. 12 noon Eastern time, and uh, we will be back at it on Monday. We've got Ray Blanchett joining us on Monday, who is the uh, CEO, president, owner, founder of the Women's Indoor Football League. Now, that's a league that is yet to play a game yet. They're still trying out things and getting things going. They've got tryouts going on all across the country, Uh, and we're going to be joined by Ray on Monday, as he's going to be giving us an update as they progress forward. And I believe that they're looking at their first games being played sometime in early 2014. So, uh, you know, how how the franchises are coming, how the tryouts are coming, as they move across the country. And right now, they've got teams uh, established in cities all over the country. So we're going to be hearing from Ray Blanchett on Monday. Uh, again, that's 12 noon Eastern time, Jonathan Regis and myself. On Wednesday, we're going to be joined by John Borick from Comcast Sportsnet Philadelphia. John Borick covers the Philadelphia Flyers quite extensively. Hell, he covers everything over there uh, on Comcast Sportsnet. Uh, he covers all the sports here in Philadelphia area. But he's most noted for his coverage of the Philadelphia Flyers. So we're going to be talking a little bit of Flyers uh, stuff with him. We're going to be talking about the disappointing uh, shortened season that the Flyers had. We're going to be talking about some of the problems that they encountered. Uh, We're going to be talking about coaching, potential coaching changes. Of course, at this point right now, it doesn't appear that there's going to be any. Uh, That that, that wonderful, wonderful caricature uh, that we know as the Flyers goalie, uh, Ilya Berzgalov. We'll be talking about him. And we'll be talking about anything else that's related to the world of Philadelphia sports uh, with John Boric on Wednesday. That's a show you're just definitely not going to want to miss. But one you absolutely have to put on your calendar right now is Friday's show. Friday show will be a two-hour special celebration program because that will be Jonathan's and my 100th Fan Junkies Radio broadcast. It's hard to believe that we're already up to 100 shows and so many great ones we have had over those 100 shows uh, up to that point. So many great guests we've had, and we are going to have a bevy of guests coming back on on that particular show. We've got Chucky Brown joining us. We've got Kerry Frazier, former NHL uh, referee who just uh, we had a great time with him back when he was on with us before we're going to be playing sound clips from some of our m- most remembered programs on that particular program from from all different shows Kelly Stinnett uh, when we had him on 
there's going to be a rebroadcast of some of the sound bites from him. And so you can expect all kinds of great things. And we're going to have some of our regular listeners who uh, have been supporting us all over uh, those 100 shows calling in. That's going to be a show you definitely want to be checking out. Two hours on Friday, 12 noon Eastern time. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right here on Blog Talk Radio, Fan Junkies Radio. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 12 noon. Also, my good buddies, John Leary and Scott O. McShane Blooney. Yeah, they're here with us on Sports Blogger. Sports Blogger Radio on Thursdays at 12 noon for all of your Boston sports. I check them out every week. Now, look, folks, I'm not a Boston guy. You know, hey, you know, uh, yeah, but I, I'm a sports nut, and I love to hear what the perspective is from, you know, fans from other, from other locales. And I, it, these guys do a great, great job, ter- terrific product. I listen to them every week. I want to get the perspective of Boston fans about their Boston sports. Look at what the Red Sox are doing this year. Did anybody see that coming? Did anybody expect it? Well, the guys were talking about that this past Thursday. How about the Patriots? How did they do in the draft? Well, a lot of people were kind of, eh, eh. These are the guys you want to be listening into. Those Boston Bruins, they're in the, in the playoffs. These are the guys you want to be listening to if you're checking out Boston sports because they know it. They live it. They eat it. They talk it right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time on Sports Blogger Radio. Last but not least, I want to give a big, big shout-out to my buddies Jim Williams and Carl over at CLW83.com. Those guys do a terrific, terrific job with all of their own programming that they put on there. you got to go check them out, please. CLW83.com. Look, just go to the website and at least go through their schedule of programs. There's going to be, I'm telling you right now, listen to me, there's going to be something in there that you're going to be interested in. I just sat and listened to their uh, their uh, big, their uh, BS big show. It's all football, dude. It's all football. They get a panel of guys from all over the country, and they just talk football. NFL football. It was so much fun to listen to that program the other night. Uh, also, uh, I was on with Jim and his panel on the Touch Em All. He, Jim does the same thing, brings a bunch of us together from all across the country, and we sit there and we talk baseball, Major League Baseball, uh, with all different perspectives from folks from all over the country. It's really a very, 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 very good uh, programs that they put together over there on CLW83.com. Go check that out. Scroll through their schedule of programs, and I'm telling you, listen to me, there's going to be something in there that you're going to like. You're going to like some of that stuff. The other thing, too, is... Uh, they rebroadcast all of our Fan Junkies programs right here from Fan Junkies Radio Network. They rebroadcast Fan Junkies Radio. They rebroadcast our sports blogger. They rebroadcast uh, my five, my Fred House Saturday program right here. So I thank Jim and Carl for that. And know guys that we're doing everything we possibly can to support you and get the word out about CLW83.com. All righty, there it is. That's our uh, show for today. That's our frat house Saturday for today. And you can bet I will be right back here with you next week. In the meantime, I ask you to continue supporting us, supporting Fan Junkies Radio, supporting CLW83.com, supporting Frat House Sports. Get over to our Facebook page, Frat House Sports. Leave spaces in between. Give us a like. You'll get all of the notifications about everything. 
And I ask you to keep doing that. One more thing I'm going to ask you to do. I'm asking you to keep us real, keep us live, and keep us going. I'll catch you next week right here on Frat House Saturday. See you then. Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.